Hello ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Best Scott B. It's season four, it's episode two. Do not adjust your audio sets. This is Luke Hatfield hosting uh, in place of Nathan Judah. And I'm joined by a man who still waits, still waits for his first Walsall League win. Mr. Joe Edwards. Joe, how are you doing? How was this wait? Uh, finding <laughs> it's, it's agonising, mate, um, as, as I'm sure it is to... Um, Everybody listening, um, things can change quite quickly, can't they, in football? And I think a couple of weeks ago we were all a bit uh, a bit more optimistic, um, would be the word, maybe. Um, yeah. It's been brought back down to earth uh, with a few, uh, you know, difficult results, and especially uh, this weekend just gone a, a, a bad performance, which we'll come on to, but. Um, I'm hoping I've got my fingers crossed. I'm, I'm, I'm touching. I'm touching underneath the table or, or on the table. I'm touching wood anyway. <laughs> You're touching what? <laughs> Which sounds a bit weird, but I, I am. Uh, fingers crossed. Touched wood that um, this 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 winless streak um, will come to an end. And fingers crossed against uh, Stevenage this Saturday. Oh, tell me about it. Um... I mean, from the outside looking in, we'll go back. So the last episode was like twelve days ago. We're recording on the 24th yeah. I mean, now. I mean, it only takes one episode for Judah to swan off somewhere. Um, you know, he's glory a, support. Oh no, he says he's going to be here for for the season, and then you know they, they have a good performance at Tranmere. They do all right against Doncaster in the cup, albeit in defeat. But then you know these last few weeks when the the, the results and the performances have started to turn a little bit, that's it. He's, he, he's off. So fair weather fan, yeah, fair weather fan, no, fair exactly. Weather fan. Um, so Walsall lost to Forest Green, and they've drawn one all with Scunthorpe. And most recently, got beaten at Hartlepool. It's not a fun place to go to to get beat. Uh, <laughs> it's not a fun you, place you, to go to at the best of times, but never never mind getting beat, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's not so bad when you go there and win 2-0, but yeah. when you lose 2-0, um, it, it hurts a little bit more knowing that you've got to sit in that car journey home. What's been going wrong? Oh, well, Hartlepool, I mean... First of all, fair play to the uh, 300 Warsaw fans who, who made the trip um, because I left the house at half nine on Saturday in yeah. the morning and got back at quarter to 11 on the night. So um, not a long day. <laughs> so just a short round trip, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, and, and you know, the... The, the Warsaw fans have paid 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 good money for their tickets, you know, petrol money all the way up there, and to see a performance which was nowhere near good enough. Um, there's no no other way to, to 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 talk about it or to sugarcoat it because they fell short in all areas of the pitch. Really, it, it was it was so disappointing in that they actually started okay, mm. and which has been I know I missed the. Um, Scumthorpe and the Forest Green games while I was having to self-isolate, which was really frustrating. But um, the, the the theme of this, uh, one of the themes of the season so far has been that they've created opportunities. Yes, not maybe the most golden opportunities, but decent opportunities. But they've mm. had a tendency to snatch at them, or the final pass has just been overcooked a little bit, or the touch isn't quite there, or the runner isn't quite there. And they had a, had a bit of that at Hartlepool free. Half decent openings, I'd say, in the first 10 15 minutes. Um, 
none of those go in and then Hartlepool take their first chance. And then after that, which was probably the most concerning thing, was the noticeable drop-off once Warsaw had conceded that goal and um, yeah. the the belief and the energy and the enthusiasm, it seemed, just seemed to basically just be absent. And, uh, you know, they were, they were really short on conviction, cohesion. And it, it's a new team and you, and you are going to have that and players are still going to be forming relationships and they've had a couple of injuries in these f- first few weeks, which... Admittedly, haven't helped. Uh, Joss Labadee missing the last two, as has Tyree Shade. We all know about Rory Holden and and, and his struggles with injury as well. But um, they're forming relationships that you can give them a bit of time. But that performance, you can't really accept that level of performance. And especially if they're going to, you know, come up with that kind of thing on a consistent basis, it simply can't be done because mm. Hartlepool got their goal. Then, of course, got a second shortly into the second half where Walsall really kind of shot themselves in the foot in that uh, Stephen Ward plays it into Liam Kinsella, who finds himself crowded out. He has the ball nicked off him and then the resulting shot is blocked by uh, Ash Taylor's arm, which, you know, could have been a bit harsh, really. He wasn't very far away from it, but it's one of them where you give the referee a decision to make. And the... One of the most annoying things about it was sometimes you have to hold your hands up. And I think there was an element of that with Forest Green that while they lost 3 1 to Forest Green at home, Forest Green have won all four games so far. I think there are a lot of people's picked to be up there this season. Yeah. Hartlepool, on the other hand, have come up from the National League. I think they'll be quite happy to consolidate in League Two this season, re establish themselves as a Football League team. And they, for me at least, I don't think they offered a great deal, to be honest. I think Walsall mm. gave them the helping hand. Ash Taylor was breezed past by uh, Tyler Labury for the for the first goal. In, you know, you can't afford to defend like that, really. You know, you've got to be a bit a bit more clever, it seemed. You know, with somebody of that pace, yeah. big touch past him, puts it in the top corner, good finish, but Taylor should be doing better. And then the, the second goal, they're just playing to their hands. You know, the, Hartlepool, in fairness, were were pressing high and with intent. But Walsall's um, insistence on playing out from the back has got them into some bother in that, you know, yeah, you want to try it and you want to try and play in the right way, but there's just got to be some times where you just got to oof, oof it up the pitch or oof it into torture out of play. It hasn't always got to be tippy-tappy and, and, and then walk the ball into the net. And... Um, I think that, that that's where it comes in. I think they've, it's obviously a new team, a new manager, um, a new way of doing things. I think there's just an element of being a bit more streetwise and knowing when to do things and when the right time is to, to play or when the right time is to just kind of mix it up and roll your sleeves up and get a bit ugly, really. And that is something that hopefully we'll see from them in the coming weeks. But... Um, as far as Hartlepool as a day out goes, um, I can't imagine it'll be one that lives long in the memory for um, for, for the Warsaw fans who made the trip, and certainly for me. I mean, it, it's one of them places where the journey almost seems never-ending. Mm. <laughs> you know, you start on the A38, then you're on the kind of A1, then it's the M18, then the M1, and you're just thinking, is you know... <laughs> 
kind of get get to Weatherby services and you think, oh, you know, I'm, I'm close here. You've still got about an hour to go, and it, it's um, it's an excruciating journey, and especially when you know you lose two 0 and really it could have been three, four, or five if Hartlepool uh, you know took took more of their chances. Yeah, I I, I always despise drives like that, Joe. <laughs> um, the, the issue I, I suppose is you look at the stats. Um, from the game and, and Walsall had over sixty percent possession. They almost they well they were getting close to doubling the number of completed passes and there were more accurate passes. Yeah. But when it gets down to the shots and the shots on target, I mean Hartlepool fifteen shots, Walsall seven, and it's a shots on target which is really painful to look at. Hartlepool had seven shots on target. Walsall had one. It's yeah. the second game in a row that Walsall have only managed a single shot on target. I think it's fairly obvious where the problem is and you know there are there are other problems that you can you know solve whether it's the playing out and you know you can improve on that sort of stuff but finding a, you know a forward who can who can score your goals in this division and do so on a consistent basis that's the real trouble isn't it yeah it's the primary issue i mean the defense can't go without blame either in that you know the the defended poorly at hartlepool is now getting away from that but it, you know to have, to have a Sorry, I've just had a raspberry lemonade and it's been repeating on me a bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the, the the thing is, we've you got to you got to score goals and you've got to create proper opportunities to to give yourself chance of winning games of football. And um, it, it the problem is that Conor Wilkinson has been playing as a central striker. Um, came in, of course, from Leighton Orient. Had played on a on a right of a three um, for 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 them and scored a fair amount of goals. And he's one of these players that is good for a manager in that he can play in the ten, he can play eleven, seven, or nine. So you know you've kind of got one man who can do four roles there, which is obviously a man you know a manager's dream in some senses. You know to have that kind of versatility, but he's played as a ten in some of the games. He's played as a nine in some of the games. A con- consistent theme either way is that he wants to drop deep and come for the ball. And and while that is you know useful, in the if he's going to do that, then either the one playing in the ten or whatever, they have to swap or be a bit more fluid. And it basically became a case at Hartlepool that Jack Ewing was playing in the in the number ten. Was very much struggling to get into the game. He started well, but he, he looked a, a bit off the pace to me. I think he had a he didn't have as much of a pre-season as everybody else. He carried a knockover pre-season. I thought he looked quite leggy, uh, especially in the second half. And I was perhaps a little bit surprised to see him uh, play the full ninety. Um, maybe it's just a case of you know trying to get that into him, and then he can c- carry on from there. But mm. see. So, so you got Wilkinson dropping deep. He wants the ball. That's great. But then he leaves that space between the posts, and it's it's a difficult one because that they obviously want a striker, yeah. and, they, and I think it's pretty obvious that they need an, an, another another forward option. The, the only problem is, and I know it is frustrating, is that everybody you know everybody wants a 10, 15, 20 goal a season striker. And and as we all know, you know Warsaw's, uh, you know while while they while they are on a sound 
financial footing. They're not going to pay as much as some of the some of the teams in this in in League Two will, and yeah. that puts you in you know a, a situation where you've perhaps got to be a bit clever. You've perhaps got to play a bit of a waiting game. So you know it. Time is of the essence. They've got they've got to get something done in the next week um, because you know time is running out. But um, th- there is also an onus on those players that they currently have stepping up. I think Wilkinson has the potential to score goals, but he's just got to either be in the right role in that either he's the ten playing off somebody. To be honest, having seen the Doncaster game with him in the ten and Kieran Phillips as the striker, yeah. I didn't think that was too bad, to be honest. I think they, had, they they created some opportunities against Doncaster again, in that they didn't put them away. But he likes to link up play, does Wilkinson. And he's a very clever player, and Phillips is one of these that will play on the shoulder and kind of you know knows the positions to be in a box. And almost if he plays wide right, then. I almost think he's away from where he should be. Really, you know, he can take on a man, but I don't think that's necessarily his game. He wants to be sniffing out chances and trying to score goals. Hopefully, Tyree Shade will be back pretty soon, and you know, if he is back and there isn't a new isn't a new signing in in time for for Stevenage. The, if they have Shade fit, I would probably like to see Shade play on the right hand side with with Wilkinson in that in that advanced you know midfield ten role if you like, mm. and and Kieran Phillips is, is is the one leading the attack because there is definitely a place in this team for for Connor Wilkinson. I think he's a very talented footballer. I'm just not absolutely sure whether he's whether he's the out and out number nine he wears the number nine shirt and he can play there I f- think he can very much do a job there but I think he'd be better as either one of two strikers or the one who comes a, a little bit deeper in this prefer, preferred 4-2-3-1 system so there are problems to work on but ch- chief among those is getting goals and, and creating the creating hasn't been the huge issue they have created opportunities not you know carve teams open I mean they're still struggling to carve teams open but they're having their fair share of opportunities yeah it's just that they're rushing at things they're snatching at things a little bit and um, hopefully that will that will improve it well it's got to if if Wolves want to do anything this season uh, you know significant and and successful then uh, you know they've got to sharpen up in the final third yeah, they do, and do you think that's that's always a positive, isn't it? When it's when it's just a matter of, you know, we're creating the chances, we just can't finish them. It's yeah. always a positive there. I suppose there's other questions as well. You know, you've got a new manager who's trying to embed a new style of play. Does that style of play particularly suit some of the players who are already in the squad? It's a good question, and I, and I think the players, manager, coaching team. You know, there is an element of learning as they go. Um, of course, they had a, a decent enough pre-season. They had two games postponed, one because of COVID, one because of a waterlogged pitch in July, which is almost unheard of. But yeah, um, I was there for that game. Yeah, we were we were there, and to be fair, it was properly waterlogged. Um, but so they had two games called off in pre-season, and I think there is an element that Taylor is. You know, trying to find out what his what his best team is, 
um, and what and what his best players are. I mean, we we saw Manny Monte and Ash Taylor, for example, start as the two centre halves at Tranmere. Monte is then dropped out over the past couple after a after a poor game against Forest Green, and many Yeze has come in. Then Taylor had a you know a particularly difficult game against Hartlepool, and then it's a, an element. Do you stick or do you twist? And do, do you bring Monte back in alongside many years? Do you stick with Taylor with many years? Does Monte, you know, it's, you know, that it's it's all good having competition, and exactly it's it's exactly what you want. But it, it, it's, you know, in midfield it's changed a little bit as well with Labadie being injured and Perry's come in and Kinsella's played, and then Osadabi's dropped in as one as one of the two, but not really looked all that comfortable. There's been there's been a bit of Chopping and changing in uh, in all positions, really. Um, I, I said that is to be expected with a new squad, but you'd hope sooner rather than later that they find a you know a, a settled enough eleven. You know, it doesn't mm-hmm. exactly have to be the carbon copy same team week in week out, and especially when games come Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday. It's it, it's not impossible to do it all season, but you'd like to think that the in these coming weeks, you know, in the next two to three games, hopefully he'll have a good idea of what his nucleus is, if you like, and the, and the players that he can, he can rely upon most weeks. Because, you know, while it's not a massive squad, you know, there is there is a, a fair amount of players there and they've got to figure out what the best kind of combination is. And, wh- and whether this four-two-three-one system... Is the best thing as well, um, mm. you know. It, it you can see what they're trying to do. They want to they want to play out from the back, build up through the thirds, and have that f- fluid front three, if you like, in behind Wilkinson to create chances and you know ultimately score score goals. Um, but as I say, that that insistence of, on playing out from the back has landed them in trouble on a few few occasions. You know, they, they, they've perhaps been a bit slow. On the ball, and, and and you touched on it there with the Hartlepool statistics. They they had more possession and more um, successful passes, but a lot of it was just kind of camped in their own half and backwards, not really sideways, backwards, backwards sideways. side. Yeah, so it was it wasn't really getting them anywhere. So yeah, it, it was never going to be an overnight thing, and I don't think there's you know. A, Cause for for huge concern. I think you you've, you can't help but be alarmed by that um, Hartlepool performance because that was a, a case of that they were just second best all over the park, and there's no way to sugarcoat that. But you'd like to think that you know they've really kind of got on it this week, really uh, keen to sharpen themselves up for Stevenage in front of in front of the home fans again. And um, you know if they can get that first win against Stevenage. As we all know in football, um, you know the mood can 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 lift quite quickly. But you know any anything less than that, it's um, you know it, it it does add to you know to the issues, and uh, hopefully we'll see them solve sooner rather than later. Yeah, because that's it. You look at the table now, and I, I know it's it's basically pointless looking at the table at this stage of the season. Um, but Walsall uh, four games played, one drawn, uh, three defeats. 1.23rd only one team worse off than them and that's Oldham yeah it's when does it become a blip at the start of the season to okay this is a worrying trend 
Yeah, it, it, it's a good question. I don't think it comes uh, just yet, and um, it'll be. Yeah, I'm. I'm not saying that. I mean, it'll be. No, a, it'll be a while. But it, say, yeah. say after ten games, you're still yeah. in that position. Yeah. Well, I, I, I guess that's that's the uh, traditional indicator. Um, the, there is things that I do like about the team. And I've seen some supporters say that you know they're now better than than, than what we had last season. Uh, you know, an handful have said. Um, of course, I can't you know comment greatly on that because I didn't I didn't I didn't see Warsaw really last season. Yeah. Um, but you know, I've spoken to a few fans, and you know, they that they, they, they can kind of see what what they're trying to do. I I I will say that I think Carl Rushworth is a real find from Brighton. I, I think he's I think he's been really really well. Uh, you know, accomplished in, in in the sticks. Considering this is his first kind of football league spell, it was a little bit surprising to to see him come in and and get the nod ahead of Jack Rose. But I think he's he's shown his quality, you know, in spades so far. Yeah. Um, I think he's been really re- really good in 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 between the sticks. I like what I what I see from Brendan Keenan. I, I think you know he was the one for me at Hartlepool that. You know, while not everything came off, he he kept going and he kept trying. And as well, you know, while others his heads heads were down, he kept plugging away and trying to make stuff happen. You know, he's he's very industrious, and you know he's he's got one of the two goals that they've managed in the league so far. And hopefully, he can carry on. I like Phillips. I think Kinsella will run himself, in, you know, in, into the ground. Tyree Shade had a brilliant debut at, um, at Tranmere. It's a shame that he's missed the past couple of games because they've got really high hopes for him, and mm. he he's a physical unit. To be honest, I mean, for for somebody that's come from you know the twenty threes game at Leicester, you know, you always wonder when when you're getting players from that level whether they're going to, especially at League Two level going to make that adjustment, especially on the physical front. But he can brush players off like it's nobody's business. He's, he's a real athlete. Mm. Um, so it'll be good to see him back. Hopefully they're getting back as soon as possible. But um, there is the ingredients and, and what they're trying to do. It's not as if they're just, they've are just they just thrown a team together and said, here you go, just work it out for yourselves. Of course, that, that's not going to happen. But you can see what they're trying to do. Um, you just hope that that the, what they what they want will will come to fruition because you know I think uh, they would have expected to to start better than they have. It, it's been a, it's been a tough start in terms of the fixtures. I think Tranmere, you know, is a, a tough opening day fixture, and then Forest Green at home. You know, they're two of the sides that you'd expect to be up there. Um, but then Scunthorpe, they really should have won that game. I, I, I know I wasn't there, but. You, you hit when you the, give up what, a goal 90th minute. Well, yeah, when you give up a goal 90th minute, and you know you, you, you should you should be winning that game. You know, Scunthorpe have, have not been in you know great state themselves either. And then Hartlepool, they basically handed it to him on a plate, and mm. um, you know Hartlepool really didn't have to get out of second third gear. To be honest, they almost kind of won by default because Warsaw, you know, shot themselves in the foot basically. So um, there is signs, and I just hope that they can can come together soon enough. I, I, re- I really, I, my first impressions of Taylor have been really good. He, he's been really honest with, with us as as press, and um, you know, 
respectful and courteous and answering questions and you know he has said he wants to be as open and honest as he possibly can be um, and I think supporters appreciate that but it's got to come with results as well and um, you know it's a results game and as we keep saying time, you know time is a precious commodity in football and um, you know it, while while there is an appreciative that you, it needs time to, to gel together you know if if you if you don't pick up those wins, you know the table can catch up on you pretty quickly. So um, yeah, <laughs> hopefully Stephen, you'd will have something to share about. Thinking of adoption, we have all the information you need at Adoption at Heart, your regional adoption agency for the Black Country. Adoption at Heart provides adoption services for the City of Wolverhampton Council, Walsall Council, Dudley Metropolitan Borough Council and Sandwell's Children's Trust and is encouraging those who are considering adoption to come forward and take the next step. The Black Country Agency is appealing for adopters who can give our children lots of individual time, understanding and ongoing support and are looking for re- to recruit adopters from within a diverse section of the community irrespective of gender, sexual orientation, disability, race or faith. To start your adoption journey or to find out more, why not book onto the next virtual information event? Visit www.adoptionatheart.org.uk to see the next available dates and to book your place or call 01902 Let's go on to questions. First one comes from Vital Walsall. Given Taylor and Fullerton's links with Spurs and Palace, are you surprised to see that no players from these clubs have signed or joined on loan? It's a good point. Um, I mean, Taylor had come from the under-18s at Spurs. Yeah. And that is quite a big leap, to be honest. You know, I've, you know, in my time doing Wolves, watched a fair bit of 23s football. Not loads, but enough to kind of get a grasp of it. And it's not the best standard, really. And, you know, 23s football to... League two, week in, week out, can be quite a bit of a jump. You can but, afford to play the tippy tappy stuff in 23s, can't Yeah, you? there's no pressure there. You know, it's. I know every every bit of football was in an empty ground last year, but, you know, it's always in. You know, the, 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 the chief aim is development at that level, more so than results. And you, you go from that into a. You know, where. Winning and losing is is everything, uh, you know. And, and Warsaw are a club that, after a, you know a, a dull few years, let's let, let's not get away from it. You know, it, it's been a, it's been a disappointing few years for the club after coming down from League One. Mm. This is a team that wants to be winning games and wants to bring the good times back. And 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 for a, for a player to come in that from twenty threes is a bit of an ask. Thankfully. Shade and Rushworth have shown good early signs coming in from, you know, Leicester and Brighton respectively. But to come in coming from 18s, um, I think would be a very very big ask. And I think that maybe is why Taylor that yes he's got the connections at Spurs, but the, in terms of the players that he would have worked with every day, I'd, I'd wonder whether those or whether a great number of those players would be really ready. Um, yet for um, you know any anybody under eighteen has to come into a football league club and and, and produce you know pretty much straight away. I, I think that's asking a bit too much. In terms of Fullerton and his Crystal Palace links, I mean he's he's, he's got you know they they have signed twelve players. 
Um, and and you know it has been Tyler and Fullerton working hand in hand. But yeah, I think it's a it's a it's a fair point that you know perhaps they would tap into that. Maybe there's not the right people that they think fits that mould. But um, yeah, if if we do see it down the line, I guess don't be surprised. But maybe there's just not the right people that they're looking for at the minute. Yeah, I it's it's always interesting. I think when Premier League clubs looking to loan players out because it's so hard to decide just what level to put them at and, and you want to judge it on the team's performances so the style of play Whereas, so Warsaw might be an attractive option for a lot of Premier League teams because they say okay they're playing like a nice brand of football they're trying yeah. to keep the ball on the floor they're trying to pass out which is obviously good for their development but then the results that it may produce in League 2 when it's there is, let's be honest, a more a traditional style of play when it comes to, to getting out of League 2 and, and League 1, whereas a bit more, let's say, direct. A, yeah. a lot of the teams that do well are direct teams. So you've got to try and find that balance, and it's not the easiest thing to do in the world, is it? No, and, you know, it's... Coming in coming in from, from you, football, it, it is... I looked at, you know, Shade, for example, I'd, I'd not heard of him and he'd not played senior football before. And you, you do look at it and you think, mm, you know, is this going to be one? But then, he, he, you know, in the first couple of games, he looked really bright and Rushworth as well. Yeah. It's um, But it's all, there's always a, it's a, there's always an element of lottery with it. You know, he, he could be, could be brilliant. You know, we've, we've seen... Players coming at Warsaw, God, you know, over the years, Scrimshaw wasn't it? One from Bournemouth, I believe, last season. Where, and I think they've had a few of the lads from from Blues over the years who've kind of come in and not kicked a ball in anger, and then just ended up going back. So, you know, it's 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 a market that Taylor's connections in youth football and Fullerton, you know, as well, they will be happy to tap into, but I think they'll be kind of cautious of going into it too heavily because you know to strike gold with these youngsters they need to be a very specific type and with Premier League clubs especially if they're going to look to loan young players out they're going to often loan them out on the premise that they're pretty much going to play most weeks Yeah, and you know you can't always guarantee that uh, with Rushworth I remember saying to one of the chaps in the office oh this is a bit of a strange signing I think he'll just be the backup um, and he was kind of saying, "Well, Premier League clubs, if they're lining out a keeper, he's going to play." And you know, you know, fair play to him, well done, Derek. Um, <laughs> you know, he, 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 Rushworth has been the man so far, and uh, you know, I think Shade as well coming in from Leicester. T- Taylor mentioned at the time that it was a, you know, quite a drawn out negotiation. They'd been speaking for about eight to ten weeks trying to get it over the line, and I'd, I'd imagine. Leicester would have been saying, yeah, you know, we need guarantees that he's going to be getting a certain level of game time. So it can be quite a treacherous road to go down. I'm sure they would have had a look. Um, you know, who knows? We might see somebody from that road coming before the end of the window. But um, you know, I'd imagine they've had a look, see what see what's about. And maybe there's not not that uh, that player that they're looking for at the minute. Yeah. Uh, Lee Reynolds. How long should Taylor stick with the four-two-three-one? Is it stubborn to keep that same formation and playing style, or will Plan A eventually come good, and then no one will remember our bad start? Also, should Taylor have a Plan B, C, D? And given he has faith in the system and the players, should the fans also have faith in the system and players? 
I like that he's got a got a certain way of playing because I've seen, I've almost I've seen some managers before, almost worry a bit too much about what the opposition are doing. In that, right, you know, we're, we're playing we're playing Hartlepool this week, and um, you know we'll go to a three at the back to counter there, whatever, and we'll 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 go back to a four for the next game, and you know, and before. Doing that, I think the first and foremost, you've got to get your, ha- your own house in order. Um, it's, I think it's worth persisting with, but uh, there will be a cut-off point. You know, if we if we're here three or four weeks down the line, and they're and they're still really struggling to to, to pick up wins, then you know it, it's 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 worth looking at. And um, you know they've got to find a they've got to find what's best. And it, you know, in football, it's it's not always the first thing. It's not always the you know the the system you envisioned or the system that you you know in an ideal world would play uh couches evolve and, and 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 systems evolve so it'd be interesting to see what happens i'd stick with it for now but equally if if things carry on the way as they are then uh, you know it's it, you know it's worth looking at a change yeah uh nick etheridge do you think 4231 suits the current squad or would we get more out of them playing in a different way? I mean, I, I like I like a four four two. The classic uh, wingers the cl- forwards. The classic four four two in the I guess in a way. I mean, systems really. It's very intricate in that you could interpret depending on who plays. You could look at the four two three one and the four four two as a very similar thing in that. You know, if if Wilkinson is the one floating in behind. Phillips and then Shade is out, you know, he's a out and out kind of right midfielder slash winger, Keane, and he's obviously a you know a, a left sided player, and then you've got the two in the middle, then you can interpret that kind of really as a four four two or four two three one really depending on how you, you look at it, because it almost becomes one formation in possession and one formation out of it. Um and, and that that's a thing that coaches do all over the country now. That you know they're set up in a three-four-three, but then it becomes a four-three-three. Even the bloody lopsided systems that you see yeah. these days, and you know you Zhao Cancelo's who are right backs who end up playing centre forward. So it, it can be fluid. Um, I think the the biggest thing, maybe more so than than system, is finding that eleven or nine ten that it can. He can count on week in week out, and I think mm. he's still finding out his his best team. And you know, regardless of system, I think he's still trying to nail down who, you know, who are the ones he'll call in on week in week out. It's good to have competition and and, and reward players, I guess, who are training well. But any successful team has that base and that nucleus, and you know, you want a, as few changes as possible week to week. And I think, you know. Yes, the system has to be looked at, but I think it's the players in it really that is the, uh, you know, the chief concern at the minute. Yeah, Ron Pickering, how long do we give Fullerton, Taylor, and the crew? Team selection points, tactics, no subs, no goals, no wins, no points, no points, etc., etc. <laughs> also, is Bates still injured? A bit strong, I think. After four yeah, games, uh, a li- a, a, just a touch, yeah. <laughs> but we did, we did promise to answer every question. Yeah. Um, Apart from one that was really dodgy, which yeah. we can't answer. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> a, um, there is a line drawn. Yeah, there is a line drawn. Um, but no, it, yeah, give, give it time. 
give it time. It can't be, you know, a summer revamp and 12 signings and a new director of football, a new manager. It, it wasn't going to happen overnight. Yes, they were going to, we, we would have hoped they would have started better than this. But, you know, I can see what they're trying to do and hopefully it comes together. In terms of Alfie Bates, he has been on the bench um, for you know, the last three, four, five games. You know, if he weren't fit, I don't think he'd be on the bench. So um, it's an interesting one with Bates because I haven't, I haven't seen really any anything of him yet. But obviously, I saw you know when he first came onto the scene and everybody was really excited about him. And then he tailed off a bit, didn't it, last season? And yeah. you know, he's not he's not in the team at the minute. Um, so he's a player that I'm looking to forward to seeing what he can what he can bring, but. Um, you know, if he's in the squad, you've got to take that at face value. And he, it seems that he is fit, but he's just he's just not in the team at the minute. Yeah. Box to box, this kind of covers one we've we've previously answered. But is there any chance to revert to a traditional Warsaw four four two with two wingers balanced front two? Surely that's the best way out of League Two. Yeah, I, I, but I think I think a lot of it does lie on if they can get a, a more traditional uh, forward. In, That's in, it, you uh, need the players in, for the system. Yeah, and and I think I'm sure that that is what they want want to do. I think he can do it playing Phillips and, and Wilkinson, um, but you need kind of shade to be fit to, to play on the right side, and obviously he hasn't been fit at the mini. And uh, with him not fit, Phillips has gone out to the right, which for me I don't think is his best position. I think yeah. he can play there, but I, I do see him as more of a centre forward. So um, yeah, I. I I'd like they need an, another attacking option, and um, you know you just you just hope they can get something done before next week, and then you know hopefully you can go and four four two in some games if it becomes more if you're chasing the game or something like that. But um, but yeah, we'll see what happens on that front. Eddie Atkins, have we left it too late to recruit attacking options? I'd I'd argue that the later it goes, the more likely you are to get someone. But that's just me. Yeah, I mean... It's not very often a striker goes in the first couple of weeks of a window or the first month. No, and they're, if anything... Strikers are the hottest commodity in football, aren't they, basically? Yeah. You know, and anybody really that is, you know, properly, properly worth their salt and properly proven has either got probably a a move... He's either got loads of offers on the table... He's either playing week in, week out where he is and getting paid good money, or then you look at someone who perhaps has perhaps been, oh, he's perhaps a little bit of a rough diamond and someone we can really kind of give an opportunity who perhaps hasn't had a fair crack at a whip somewhere else. So it, it's, it's, a, it's a tough one because while you want to see signings made and you want to see him over the line, I, I can sympathise with Walsall in that, now they won't be the only ones at the table in in, in a striker search, and I mean Taylor has said as much himself that they're playing they're playing a bit of a waiting game. I'm sure that you know they they've said themselves they've they've identified their targets, they know who they want, but especially this time of year when teams haven't started off brilliantly or teams have started off well and then perhaps deemed some, somebody surplus to requirements and they're moving in a different direction, but. 
strikers are always going to have suitors and even you know strikers who don't have the best goal records but have played in in the league for a few years you know they'll still probably have about three four five offers on the table and then somebody with a proven goal record is you know it, it is a real battle to, to to get them in you know you have to mm. offer you have to offer something special something different whether that's monetary whether that's ambition it's it's never you know what I will say about Walsall, and what has perhaps been a little bit frustrating, is that they got twelve signings in and got them in early, yeah. and and while that was great in one respect, it almost set a bit of a precedent in that oh well you've got these twelve deals done. Well, why is the striker taking so long? The expectation. Uh, the the expectation rises because they've they've been, you know they've, they had recruited you know pretty swiftly. And this striker search is taking a bit, a bit longer. So um, hopefully, next podcast, couple of weeks' time, we're talking about a striker that's come in, a striker that's scored a couple of goals. <laughs> Fingers crossed, got Walsall a couple of wins. Um, but you know, while we'd love to see a striker in, I, I can sympathise with a club that everybody wants a centre forward, everybody wants a goal scorer. Fingers crossed, Walsall can get themselves one. Yeah, and it's not. A, it's not a. a a signing that you want to rush either it's one you want to get right yeah. Stuart B are we fit enough simple question are, are they fit I mean a couple of the lads look leggy on Saturday I will say that um, mm. I thought Erin looked a, a bit leggy as I mentioned but I, I think that can be put down to his um, lack of pre-season and you know, Hayden White coming back in, he, he's he's shrugged off a bit of an injury. Maybe he's still feeling some after effects. I do, I do, I do think they've got a, they've got a good good fitness level. I think, um, but hopefully that will get better. Um, you know, as I say that that those two games being called off in pre season weren't ideal. I know everybody else, you know, has had COVID issues, but. What hopefully we'll see the uh, benefits of this week is um, a full week training. They've, they've had you know Tuesday, Tuesday, Saturday every week for the first few weeks of the season. Get a full week at Essington, maybe you know some recharge of the batteries, some go kind of you know really hard at the training ground and what whoever needs to do whatever. But uh, hopefully you see more fresh and. Uh, you know, a determined morsel against uh, Stevenage because you know the the, the motivations there was after after that Hartlepool game. You, you you know you you know you can't put in that performance, especially in front of Harm fans. So hopefully we'll see that uh, that freshness uh, with it as well. Yeah, a uh, simple one and again from Jack Clark. Any transfer news, Joe? I mean, I know so, we've kind of <laughs> yeah. It's 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 one of these that every time you ask, it's you know we're we're working on things. We've got our targets. We know what we want. We're playing a bit of a waiting game. Um, it, it's just a case of of, of uh, waiting and seeing. And you know, um, you know, for, for myself, I mean, you know, hopefully in, in, in future windows, I'll be able to get down to the more the bottom of things. But you know, it's I'm still, um, you know, quite er, quite early doors with, with a role really as well, and I'm still kind of building up that. Yeah. You know, level of contacts as well. So hopefully, people can can appreciate that as well. But um, you know, put, putting feelers out, various people. It just seems that the case that, that you know they're they're white. You know, they're 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 playing a bit of a waiting game, and um, you know, they're 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 hopeful of getting what they want to do done. And 
yeah, we'll just see if that happens. Hopefully it does. I think they know that they need to do something. Um, you know, that 12 signings is a lot, and I think there is a nucleus there, but I think everybody can see. I think they're at least one forward short, if not two. So, mm. um, yeah, we'll, have, we'll hopefully see that done. Jason Winnall, if Holden needs to go under the knife to treat whatever is wrong with him, should we be looking to add another signing as a replacement? Also, if he needs surgery, I would have thought that's another six months out. Yeah, it's a, it's a bit of a, you know, it, it's it's a, it doesn't sound the best with with Rory. You, you asked asked about him again on the weekend, and you know Taylor was pretty coy on that aspect. He, you know, the, he was he was off to see a surgeon last week. He's due to get the results some point this week. Uh, we'll we'll see what 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 the latest update on that is. Um, but you know, we hopefully. Um, we will we'll get some more positive news, but the, the thing is, he's only played twice in this calendar year, I believe, in yeah. in twenty twenty one. And you now, once those knee issues start to creep up, I mean, he's only twenty three. Uh, so you just hope that they can get to the root of the issue. If surgery is needed, then you know, I guess that that's the road that needs to be gone down. Because while you know, it's it would be a big blow to to lose him for. For a sustained period of time, having already, you know, been without him for a large chunk of the year anyway, you know, this this is a guy who should have his career ahead of him, really. And you know, yeah. you don't want him to be plagued by these issues. So if if surgery is what he needs, and you know, an operation or you know whatever, then that's the route they'll have to go down. Because you know, while you know some players will look to play on it, and and I think. You know, Holden was trying to do that himself. I mean, he played one game in pre-season, then then kind of pulled up, I believe, and then the the, the expectation was that he was going to be back for that um, Forest Green game, and then day before, I think, in training, something happened, and and that, and that's it, another setback. So, you know, if those things keep happening, I think there's a, there's there's got there's got to be some sort of underlying cause, and hopefully, they can get to the root of the problem. It would be a, a big blow to see him. Uh, out for a sustained period of time, but in terms of those players who can play in that floating role, if you like, yeah. you know, you, you've got you've got Wilkinson, especially if you get another centre forward, then you've got Wilkinson who can play there maybe every week, really, because I, I think that might be his best position, uh, uh, more so than than the man leading the attack, and you've got Emmanuel Osadebi, who is, you know, I guess one who seems to divide opinion. Uh, among the fan base, I quite like what I see from him. I think there is there's something there. It's just a case of, of putting it all together. But um, I think they've. I think the chief concern is a centre forward and somebody to get on the end of things rather than you know create things. But um, you know, equally, if if Holden is out uh, for a long long time, he, he will undoubtedly be a be missed. Yeah, fingers crossed. It's it's not too serious for him, and he can get back playing soon. Right. Thanks to everyone for, for sending in questions. We've covered all the topics that were put in. There were a couple of questions which kind of asked what we'd already covered, if you get what I mean, which is why we haven't uh, voiced them. Um, Warsaw versus Stevenage, that's the next game. Can, it they, is. Ca- can they finally get the first win? I bloody hope so. <laughs> I do, and I, I'm sure all, everybody listening is you know, of the same opinion. You know, it it, it is agonising when you've seen a, a change, and you know you're excited about the change, and 
new era, let's kick it off in style, and then you know your four games in, uh, seven goals conceded, only a, c- a couple scored, and you know you, you know you you sat on one point. Yeah. Um, Stephen, you do. I mean, they've had a decent start themselves. A couple of wins, a draw, and a loss. You know, and and they, you know, are a team that, you know, that they'll come here and they'll, they'll probably fan- fancy themselves. But also, that I think, you know. Yes, they've played the Forest Green now, and now they've played the Tranmere. You know the, the sides that you expect to be up there, but you know you got you, you can't be fearful of anybody, and you've got to you've got to beat these teams if you want to if you want to be anywhere and do anything. So um, yeah, Stevenage. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll see what they're about, but I, I think Chief, you know, for for Warsaw, he's making sure that they get themselves right. Give themselves a chance. Don't give the opposition a leg up like they did against Hartlepool because you've you've never you know you're never going to have a chance if you if you basically you know lose all belief when you can see the goal you know and yeah. um, they of course they're still looking for their first clean sheet in the league as well. I mean if they could get a w- first win, keep a clean sheet, that'd be the perfect day. And um, I, you'd like to think it's not too far away now. <laughs> I keep saying it. You'd like to think it's not too far away, and uh, hopefully they've had a chance to look at themselves after after uh, after Riley Pool. I mean, fair play to Ash Taylor. He came out on Twitter. I think it was the next morning and said, "Look, we've got to hold our hands up. That we know that was absolutely nowhere near, and we're gonna we're gonna work hard to put it right." Hopefully, you know those words are backed up by uh, by actions on Saturday. Yeah, and it'd be good for the supporters as well because they've been away for so long and you really do want to get off and and, and give them a, a good performance and a result to cheer, don't you? Well, yeah, and, and uh, you know, the the return to the Banksies was... Uh, I mean, again, I wasn't there that day, but the Forest Green game, there was quite a few complaints about the general experience and you know the ticket scanners not working properly um you know toilets looking a bit worse for wear and running out of refreshments i think they ran out of beer or which is never a good thing at a football ground yeah um so you know that that was a you know a, a disappointing day both on and off the pitch um, you know, Scunthorpe, and then you know you think you've got that first win only to have it snatched off you in the in the dying seconds so you know, they do something to smile about, and as I say, it hasn't been a great few years for Walsall. I think there is the, you know, the a potential to, to to make things better. You know, I, I do like the the look of of uh, you know Taylor and what he's about and what he stands for. We just got to see results on the pitch, and um, if if they could have Labadee and Shade back, I think that would be a boost. Uh, you know, shade. You know, offering something. You know, different going forward. A, you know, a genuine um, outlet. Really. You know, pace, raw pace, power, mm. and having that out ball. Um, you know, is something that they've, they've, they've perhaps lacked as well when he's not been in the team. So if he can, uh, if he can provide that, fingers crossed, we'll also be on to uh, something good. Yeah. Any changes? Yeah, I think there'll be the scout for some. I mean. Obviously, the that centre half, you know, does he stick with Taylor alongside many years? Does he bring Monte back in? I think the fullbacks will probably stay as they were in, in White and Ward. You yeah. know, they, were, they weren't brilliant at Hartlepool, but you know, they. I don't think they'll they'll drop it. I think Intella will still play. Uh, Sam Perry in the middle of the park was, 
really struggled to get into the game, and I'd, I'd think if Labadee is available, then he will go with him. And then if Shade is if Shade can play, then I'd, I'd be tempted to play Wilkinson in the ten instead of Earring and 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 Phillips up front. I think um, you know Earring. You can see you know what what he's about. He, he just looked a touch leggy to me against um, against Hartlepool. I think he's still. You know, perhaps just to touch off some of the others. So, hopefully, he can build up his fitness. But if if those two are available, Shade and Labadee, I'd bring them both back in. Uh, yeah. Um, prediction. Uh, one nil. One nil. Oh, we'd all take it. We'd all take 1-0 it. One nil with Connor Wilkinson scoring his first goal for Warsaw and starting off a run, which sees him getting into at least. Uh, double figures uh, this season. <laughs> that is my uh, bold prediction. Uh, followed by a striker signing immediately at full time. Yeah, and presented onto the pitch, holding his scarf, and um, just like scoring one into an empty net just for the for the laughs, you know, just to show he can do it. Oh, pure banter. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. my that's my bold prediction. It'll turn out nothing like that. No, no, it will. It will. Come on, positive. Be positive, be positive. It might happen. <laughs> right, okay. Um, that just about does us then, mate, unless you've got anything else you want to add today. Just let's look forward to Saturday and hopefully we'll be smiling after it and we'll be talking again in a couple of weeks on this podcast in a positive frame of mind after a successful couple last few days of the window and a, and a one or two strikers. That's the mindset, mate. There right. we go. From me, from Joe, fingers crossed Walsall can get off the mark this weekend. Uh, but for now, it's bye-bye from us. 